Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Fear Me, a podcast about The Walking Dead. Fear Me. Hi everyone, I'm Kim. This is Stuart. And Scott. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fear Me Podcast. This is episode 31. We're going to be recapping episode 6 of season 2 of Fear the Walking Dead entitled Psychic Service. I hope I said that right. Well done. Okay. Did I say that right? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so we had Friday the 13th this past weekend. Yes, we did. Did y'all do anything fun? Because I did. <laughs> yeah, I took care of five children because my wife was gone. That was and awesome. I didn't help. <laughs> it was definitely a Friday of hell. It was Stuart's Friday the 13th. All right. Yeah. Uh, my well, fear I was would... at two in the morning when my son was screaming out in bloody murder. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, with a big poopy needed, diaper. Yeah, he needed a diaper change. Wow. What you gonna do for Stuart for for doing that for you, Kimmy? Nothing. What's gonna happen on Father's Day? Mm, probably not a lot. Stuart, you want to get out of town on Friday, <laughs> Father's Day? <laughs> Stu, Stu, why don't you come on up to Charlotte on Father's Day? I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, you can totally do that. But I went to Charleston and did a ghost tour on Friday the 13th. And it was probably one of the best ghost tours I've ever been on. If you ever are in Charleston, um, definitely look up Pleasure. Okay, I'm going to totally butcher this because it sounds really dirty. That does but not it's sound like, like a ghost tour at all. Pleasure tours, I think, is what it's called. <laughs> but it's a ghost tour. What the hell tour. were you doing in Charleston? <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that <laughs> yeah. what was that, that was great we did have several black cats cross our paths wow during the ghost tour was it tragic well there was one there was this one place where he took us it was supposed to be it's supposed to be the most haunted um library in the entire country and directly across the street from that is a gated off cemetery and you can't see the tombstones from the street, so they're way far back. And But he was telling us about this ghost that appears. It's a woman dressed in white, and she appears periodically at night. And as he's telling this, I see something moving way in the back. Um, oh, my God. And I was like, I grabbed Lorena, who is Ross's <laughs> wife. She was with me. I grabbed her arm, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that was a freaking black cat. Scared the shit out of me. Did you see that? Were you, was awesome. everybody in the tour just like in a huddle, like looking around? <laughs> yes, like, they were. Putting, pushing the weak people out to the outside. Yes. Was everybody holding a rope? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. We had a great Let's time. Let's not get lost out there, folks. Yeah, yeah. And Friday was also my birthday, so... Yeah, Happy birthday, that. blah, 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 blah. Which is why Kim doesn't owe me anything. Right, because yes. that was my birthday trip. 
Okay. And I am recovering from... (laughs) Shut up, Stuart. I am recovering (laughs) from a very bad sinus infection, so I'm losing my throat. My throat. My voice. (laughs) So I sound weird and scratchy. Sorry. Well, let me ask you this, Kim. Yeah? What you drinking? Oh, well, (laughs) tonight's drink is... Something very simple. It's just Abita brewing. It's purple haze. Oh. I like the little raspberry taste to it. It's different. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not your normal type of beer, but it's really good. But it's it's apropos. If you look at, if you, I don't know if anybody's listening, if you look up the purple haze beer, if you look at the label, it's got the Day of the Dead guy on there, right? Yeah, nice. it sure does. Yeah, nice. we bought this over the weekend, or Stuart bought it over the weekend, and um, it's perfect. And it reminds go, me of Prince. Did you go to our favorite beer store to get it? We did not. No, no. We didn't make it to Growler time for that one. Sorry. Sorry, Growler time. Yeah, it's not by choice. We'd rather go to Growler time. But... Every time. Every yeah. time is Growler time. Oh, you know, when cool. we were in Charleston, we tried Holy City. That was pretty good. Yeah. I tried their Pilsner. It was. I, I highly recommend that, it. That's a local brewery down there? Yeah, that's a, a Charleston brewery. Okay, cool. Yeah. What are you drinking? What you drinking? <laughs> what you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking uh, Noda Brewery, which is in Charlotte. Mm. Um, my favorite India Pale Ale. It's Hop, Drop, and Roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good. Tried that. Very good. One of my faves, and uh, I would recommend it to anybody. You can actually get it outside of Charlotte these days in some specialty beer stores. So if you do run across one, folks, it's definitely worth a try. Noda's the brewery? Noda. Yep. It's also an area of Charlotte. North Davidson. You have a lot of breweries now. Yeah, there's about, I think they said there's like 22 breweries in Charlotte right now. Good Lord, are you serious? Yes, yes, it's it's insane. That's all those bankers crying over their beer. Hey, my uh, my boss is actually part owner in a brewery. Huh? It's all those bankers counting their money over that beer. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think I'll bring <laughs> I'll bring one of their beers on next week and and uh, share that one with you. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Or you could bring like a twelve pack down here and share that with me. <laughs> There's always that. <laughs> That's your Father's Day weekend thing. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. So, what did you guys think about the episode? I thought it was good. There was actually a crap load of stuff in this one. Yeah, there um, was. I like this, this start with um, the pastor and the bloody-eyed congregation, uh, the development of the mom, which we were anticipating anyways, mm-hmm. because Louise had kind of gone into like the whole explanation of how, how much of a badass she was. But she was cool, smart, and yet eerie, kind of mm-hmm. evil at mm-hmm. the same time, which was great. And um, I kind of, bittersweet moment with Luis getting killed because I didn't want him to get killed, but I called it at, before the episode started. So you did call it. When it happened, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. But then I was like, oh, well, maybe there's a chance he'll come back, though. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, he's, he's a goner. But again, the mom kind of jumped in there with a little eerie excitement about how he might still be able to show up so anyways it was it was a good episode some weird weird stuff going on with the mother there yes Kim, what did you think yeah i really like this episode too i didn't get home last night until like the episode was about halfway over so i had to rewatch it today 
But um, I really liked it. I like that we're finally in Mexico. I don't like how we arrived in Mexico. I wish they could have talked about that a little bit more. To You know, the struggle to get it over the border and on land and all that stuff. But I really like the congregation stuff. Anything that has to do with the Catholic religion. The Catholic religion is very... It, it's not, We grew up Catholic, so I'm not saying anything bad. Um, but... Is, <laughs> it's very I mystic. I a whole bunch of Yeah, man. it's very mystic. You know, it's kind of <laughs> creepy in ways... Um, some is. of the things that Catholics believe in and the the different traditions and that sort of thing. So um, bringing the Catholic faith into it was really cool to see, you know, what happened there. And then I just, it was super sad that both Luis and Thomas Abigail both died in this episode. That was horrible. Yeah, totally agree. And I felt totally so agree. bad for Strand because... At one point, he just looked so frail when he was sitting next to Thomas Abigail, and um, I just felt really bad for him. So, anyways, I think there's a lot that happened in this episode, um, a lot to talk about, and um, especially mm-hmm. some crazy, creepy stuff to talk about. And so, yeah, I really liked it. No, oh, you you hit the ball out of the park on that. There was tons of stuff to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, overall, I thought it was a really good episode. I know the first time I watched it, it left me with a lot more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was thinking, well, it's going to get cleared up in the end. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. The second time I watched it, I got more of the answers back a little bit. So I wasn't quite as confused about what was going on. Um, but, you know, Stuart, you were, when you're talking about uh, Luis's mom, you mm-hmm. know, when when I thought Luis was... When, when, when Luis was talking about his mom being a badass... I thought he was talking about her as like being almost like a gunslinger badass, you know, <laughs> but, but it wasn't that she was actually, it's her philosophy on things that made her different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When he was talking, his quote was, um, I think his quote was like, death is a way to a new life. Oh yeah. 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 When they're getting on the raft. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when he's talking to Nick and right. getting on the raft. And I didn't, I didn't really place it at, as meaning that much or didn't know what it meant i guess but mm-hmm. now i do and it, it was all about when he was saying that she this is this this situation is perfect for her is because she believed that the dead were among them mm-hmm. right. all along and now she feels she's been validated yeah yeah this must have so, been like the awakening to her yeah so when louise was talking about her being a survivor in this kind of situation or or you know where I thought it was meant that she was just a real badass. No, I meant that she, her, it was her spirituality, it was her philosophy, everything else that made her able to survive in all this. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, she's got some badass in her, but that wasn't the angle I was thinking he was coming from. Right. No, this was right up her alley. This was yep. exactly what she preached and, and uh, was kind of living for. Yeah, no so. doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and Kim, I agree with you. I totally was upset <laughs> that Luis got knocked off. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Abigail, too, because I was like, man, I really wanted to see these characters a little bit more. I know. I really wanted to see more interaction between um, Thomas Abigail and Strand and mm-hmm. to see how he see how Abigail handles the new group coming in and that sort of thing. And I enjoyed watching Luis's uh, interaction with Strand. Yeah, I did, too. I mean, and even Madison involved right. the two of them. What's Spanish for asshole? I know, that was awesome. <laughs> and then what happened? Somebody well, said 
asshole in Spanish. That was That's awesome. Right. That was like perfect. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> no, I thought at the start with uh, Thomas was going to um, the congregation, or actually tell the pastor to. Um, he was trying to stop them from attacking uh, Cecilia's compound. We find this out later because he said they would all die doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, you're just taking death for death. The, the, the interesting thing is in this, and I'm not sure if you guys saw it or not, um, but was Thomas saying that Cecilia, he doesn't necessarily believe what Cecilia believes? Because it was almost like he was saying, listen, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's crazy, but you don't want to attack there because they're just going to wipe you out. That's the impression I got. Well, they were, I mean, because, yeah, what they were doing was they were gearing up to attack the dead, but she did not think they were dead. Right. 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 Yeah. She thought they were, it was just their next step, as she was saying. Well, so, I think they were gearing up to attack yes. her, too, because she was yes. keeping the dead. That's what I got the impression of. That's, she is the evil that the priest was talking about in his sermon. Right. Right. In my opinion. That's what he was talking about. He was gotcha. talking about Cecilia okay. as being right. the evil. Right. That's what I think, too. I, See I now, when, when Thomas first drove up, the way he was driving, I felt like he was trying to warn them to, you know, like back off. Like, oh, yeah. she's serious. She means business. And the people at my compound are armed to the hilt. And they are going to kick your ass if you try to come in there. It was a little confusing at first, but I think that was the gist of it. What I didn't understand was why they lingered on his truck for so long. Like they were trying to show off the Ford symbol or something. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. That may be the truth. Oh, you mean when he first, yeah, when he first pulled up and they're like, I think it was a Chevy actually, so it didn't work. See, I, I, I wonder, I really wonder about, I wonder about Thomas's relationship with Cecilia. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, even the priest, you know, as the priest was dying, by the way, I got to say this, what poison makes you bleed from your eyes? <laughs> what the hell was that? That was the first indication that something was a little bit wonky. <laughs> it was creep show. It was creep like show, the Virgin everybody. Mary bleeding from her eyes. Yeah. What poison does that? Until you got deeper into the episode, I was like, well, what the hell is going on? Like, right. maybe this was some clue to something else that had happened with this disease that's passing through everybody. Well, well yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Remember remember season four of The Walking Dead when the walkers were bleeding from the eyes? Right. And the flu yeah. had gone through the prison? That's the first thing I thought of. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess it wasn't that. Well, and, and of course, I, I got kind of the feeling that you brought up, Kim, when when you texted me about this beginning that it was a uh, it had a very supernatural feel to it so i was kind of mm-hmm. like you know is this evil getting to these people or something like that but i didn't think the show would really have a supernatural side to it you know no i would hope not i would hope not but it it definitely i think it de- definitely wanted to lead you down that path yeah yeah because because of the bleeding out of the eyes and everybody who started swooning when they started talking about it. And, you know, we weren't aware that they had gotten poisoned. Right, right, right. But we did get to see a lot of zombie children. Yes, there were a lot of zombie children. <laughs> yes, there were. <laughs> a lot of head splitting. That Oh, that little girl. That little girl with the cute dress on. And 
Mm-hmm. And they at the end at the end of that scene they show her laying on the ground and her head is actually split. Like I didn't see yeah. that the first time. It's cleaved. Yeah. Oh my god, that was awesome. Poor kid, yeah. but still sure, certainly shook up uh, Nick. Yes, it did. Yeah, Nick was Nick was not comfortable with that after he did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could he. I was actually surprised he did do it because you could see he was almost kind of thinking about it before he swung the axe. Yeah. And then they went away and like had like a few other zombies killed off and then. Uh, came back to Nick and he was just sitting there on the ground staring at the girl. And I tell you what, I know it happened a little bit later, but the scene with him and Cecilia where uh, Nick comes in there is looking for something to eat and they have their dialogue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the look on Nick's face is, is great acting. Yes. I mean, really, he was sitting there eating. He was joking about stuff. And also, you know, she said, well, what is really wrong with you? And you just saw his face crumble. Yeah. He's yeah. an awesome actor. Yeah, yeah. He really is, and and you just felt his 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 pain and his you know bewilderment. I thought it was I thought it was really a good good scene. I agree. I thought so too. And it defi- it kind of defined our uh, kind of defined Nick uh, going forward. That you know, Nick has always put himself off as being rather cavalier. Yeah, but there's a lot more going on there. Well, well yeah. what did you think about Chris standing over Madison while that walker was on top of her? Danger, Will Robinson, danger. <laughs> freak as uh, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't take it as, as much of an, a deal until um, Alicia got all freaked out about it. Like, I, I, I mean, I, you know, he wasn't doing anything, but I kind of thought he was frozen in the moment, too, until Alicia started getting all pissed off at him about it. His, his facial expression didn't change a whole lot after no. Alicia yelled at him. I got the impression that he had frozen, but mm-hmm. then as you start, as the camera stayed on his face a little bit longer, it looked like his eyes changed ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, well, what happens if I do just stand here? Is she going to get bit or will she save herself? It, yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of cognitive, uh, battle going on in his yeah. head. Um, you know, he did take a, I think he did pause. And think to himself a little bit. I think it was more a hesitation than a freeze. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. I definitely was surprised of all the people that he wouldn't be going after, you know, one of the infected. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it seemed like he was most prepared to do something like that. So him not doing something, yeah, is, uh, kind of calls it to question as to what the hell was he doing. And I was a little confused, too, at the time because I had... Um, stepped out and missed the conversation he had with his dad yeah. on the boat where his oh, dad okay. kind of let it out that Madison wasn't believing him, which number one, why in the hell would he say that? Cause that was, cause he's stupid. There's no reason. I think Travis is going to be the first one off the Island. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 he's, his character is, is, is going into a dangerously bad area. Yes. And it's also, we'll talk, I, I want to talk about it later, but I think him, Leaving the show will only boost Madison's position. For real, that's true. Yeah, he is kind of an anchor to her. And God, right. maybe he'll so get. We'll, kind of, we'll talk about that. Maybe one he'll a little get bit killed later, off next episode. That's it. Could, very well could be. I could certainly see it. I really can. His 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 position is much less relevant every episode. We really do need a big death in order to make the show relevant. Because right, it yeah they're losing tons of side characters, but they haven't really yeah. Had the real. I know. Come on, Luis, Thomas, Abigail. This, these were good characters. 
And yet we're keeping Chris and Travis around. <laughs> exactly. Um, Our original dysfunctional family. I, I, I'm very, um, I really am having a hard time buying Madison and Travis as being a couple. Um, they, they really have no chemistry at all. The actress, Kim Dickens, who plays Madison, is driving me nuts. Why? I, she's so dry. And I just, the, the character of Madison does not intrigue me at all. She's really? just too tough all the time? Yeah, she hardly like, ever smiles. I'm kind of the opposite. I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, I know what you're saying. I totally agree with you. She, she doesn't have what looks like a loving bone in her body. Right. But she's got strong maternal interests, and she's also got strong leadership skills. And, and I think material that happened in this episode will do nothing more than boost her position in the group. Well, She'll, the kid... Sorry, She'll the, be the, the top of the of the business model of our gang. The character is like that, sure, but the actress herself is very dry and makes that character very dry. But hmm. when you're talking about the character of Madison, I think watching her interact with strong people like Strand is totally intriguing. Watching her interact with Travis is like fingernails on a chalkboard. Yeah, totally. I can't stand it and the and yeah. travis is driving me nuts too because he he's stupid for one thing he's making very stupid decisions and i don't know there's just something about him that i just don't like i would much rather watch strand and madison than him mm-hmm. i agree but you're talking about two strong figures button heads yeah one thing I did like in this episode, and, you know, it happened a little bit later in the episode, but I did enjoy the fact that there did seem to be a little bit of a friendship coming between Madison and Strand. Not a little bit. I think there's a lot of it. Because he made that he made that, that quip at her that I thought was hilarious when she said, oh, well, I probably wouldn't be as invasive if this were, situation was differently. And he goes, oh, no, you know you would. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> right. Just the fact that Madison is the one that brings the tray into the bedroom for Strand and Thomas means that there's a trust there. Thomas, mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, uh, Strand trusts Madison and vice versa. And he appreciated that. And he appreciates that. And she sees he's in bed with his lover, basically, and... I think it kind of took her aback a little bit, but she like, you know, kept going with the flow of what she was doing. But I think that that made her respect him more too, because he's allowing her to see a very private part of him. And he's a very strong character and he doesn't break those barriers down very easily. So you know that he respects her as a person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. And he obviously, um, obviously Thomas could see it too. Mm-hmm. because of the fact that he what he said to to maddie afterwards right about her, she needed to protect strand but it also leads me to say this about uh, that is a contributing factor in my thinking as to why madison becomes even stronger in this thing is because thomas was recognizing her as the protector uh-huh. and with strand you know in the end choosing not to die with him 
you know, and so forth. He's putting himself at odds with Cecilia and their people. Right. And Madison will have to protect him. Mm-hmm. It will have to be Madison coming to his protection. And if that's the case, then Madison is really top dog. Yeah. Agreed. So so I think Madison will be the the Rick figure in this. And if and if and if Travis gets wiped out, then she becomes angry and then she becomes even more rickish. Yeah. That's right. a good point. Well she's definitely getting she's getting set up for it. Mm-hmm. Well they said on the Talking Dead last night that Kim Dickens has been fighting for her character to be the Rick Grimes of fear. Mm-hmm. I can oh, great. So she's she's fighting on screen and off. Yes. <laughs> so obviously she never loses that stern look. No, she really doesn't. <laughs> I, t- I tell you, even when you see her in, a, in an interview, like she was on The Talking Dead one time, she's not a real charming person. So why the hell did you ask me that? Exactly. She's, <laughs> she's very staunch. But she makes a great, she makes a great Rick. Yeah. Yeah, I guess without so. the great, maybe without well, the craziness. Again, I mean, you don't know her backstory, so right. Know, one of the reasons Travis is probably attracted to her, or is the only one that is still around, is because of how forgiving he is. Because she's probably a bitch. Yeah. Um. So at least that's <laughs> that's how she's built up to be, and it's probably from her background. Whatever you know, whatever happened to her, she has a connection with Nick. And, you know, him going through all this drug use stuff. And I don't know. There's something more there. And it's not just dealing with the ex-husband. You know, I think she dealt with some tough shit. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, because you remember her conversation with Alicia at one point when Alicia was snoozing on the couch. Mm -hmm. And Alicia was, she was talking about how they would always, when they got a babysitter, they'd always find Alicia in front of the TV like that, trying to stay up. And... And she asked her why, and Alicia said, because I never knew if you were coming home. Right. Mm. Yeah, and that, that was mentioned, I think, in the first season, too, about right. her not being around. So there's there's something that went on with her and her ex. Yeah. Huh. That was a good catch. I didn't... Because when she said that, I just assumed that was like any other child who says, oh, mommy, please don't leave, but, you know, you're just going to the grocery store, and they don't... Right. But they think you're going for, like, days at a time. Right. So, right. She, and you're only gone for like three hours. I mean, come on. <laughs> I still felt like that she was making a point to point out yeah. the fact she didn't think her mom was coming back. No, that is I, that is a good point, Scott. Well done. Well, thank you. But so I still much. I still want to deal with like, OK, did you guys think who did you think was was killed on the boat when they when the uh, when the shooting started? Yeah, the deal was happening when the deal was going down. I ah. figured that the. the militia or the soldier guys were yeah it was i thought it was shocking when we actually saw louise dead yeah oh it was it was to me it was like god damn it but listen but listening to daniel like translate it all was awesome that was awesome i love the way that they they do stick with the spanish Mm -hmm. on the show Mm -hmm. yeah that's true uh although i got to say they got to pick a different font for the subtitles (laughs) it's like a real can it's white and it's like a condensed font. Yeah. So it it might as well be like uh, just lines. I can't read it. They they don't really understand the 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 choice of font on that show. That's for sure. Because you're <laughs> right, man. That is that's that's the wrong font for reading. I was looking at Kim. I was like, what what did that say? <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, like, 
and maybe I'm getting old or something, but I was like, God, man, I can't read any of it. And this is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, man. I thought about it too. At one point I was just like, God, you know, don't go so fast. I have a hard time reading this thing. Um, there, there was another incident during that scene where Maddie shows her respect and friendship towards uh, strand. And that's when they're all in the wheelhouse or, or they're all down below in the um, engine room. Yeah. The hold. And yeah. mm-hmm. she hears Strand and them upstairs and she said, I can't remember what happened, but she said, careful, Victor. And she used his first name instead of Strand. And yeah. that shows that she's familiar mm. with him. No, you're you're absolutely right. That's a good catch. I didn't I didn't even think about that. That's uh yeah. He, she's definitely changed the dynamic between them. Yeah. And and what's up with Nick's hair? It's still so greasy and slicked back. <laughs> Like when, ugh. at least it's slick back. Yeah, when he was showing, <laughs> when he was showing the flashbacks of him on the very first mm-hmm. episode of season one, his hair looked so much better that day. I have to say though, how much time's passed because his hair has grown like six inches. Yes, it has. I noticed that too. Well, there's, uh, yeah, there, there, there was a serious amount of flashbacks in this episode. That was, mm-hmm. that was for sure. So. uh I didn't know if necessarily Nick's flashback was really that impactful to the story, but I thought the, let me ask you this. What did you guys think about the symbolism of the owl? That was a weird one. First of all, I thought it was a dick move that um, Daniel threw that coin overboard. It didn't make any sense at all, did it? No, No, that was just being mean. The only thing I could figure, I don't know if you know what the symbolism of the owl is. Muerta. Well, yeah, the owl is considered the guardian of the underworld right. and protector of the dead. Only thing I can figure is that Daniel recognized it for what it was mm-hmm. and does not like that. Right. And that's why he threw it into the ocean. Right. But super dick move to a guy's dying. Yeah. Yeah, well, especially since he just requested uh, it be returned to his mom. Right. In a nice way. I mean, it's, yeah. this guy hadn't displayed any kind of uh craziness or anything i mean he's been great yeah and and daniel doesn't know his mother from adam so right i i didn't understand pretty uncool but i mean i think you're right though i think he definitely he knew what that symbol meant and it's probably old folklore mexican folklore and you know we don't normally i mean we don't really understand it ourselves but um it, it it means something paranormal well, we never associate in in our culture in the U.S. We never associate the owl with anything that would be uh, underworld or negative, right? Because we think of it as being towards wisdom, right? Exactly, right. right. Or yeah, eating the getting to the center of a tootsie roll pop. Yes, there's that. <laughs> right. That's how I learned how to do it. <laughs> how many licks does it take? <laughs> <laughs> it was 16 i just know that um yeah no doubt but you know i think the the owl motif is very is prevalent in the um spanish culture yeah mm-hmm. um because i know i think it actually dates back i could be wrong i i think i read where it actually dates back to the egyptians you read read hmm. up on it really yeah Good yeah for I, you. I, well i just wanted to find out what the owl symbolism meant because i wasn't quite sure because you know they spent a lot of time showing that owl the carved owl in the tree that one in the tree was creepy yeah so it was important you know its eyes moved did you see its eyes no it didn't i missed that 
I saw it flip flip me off. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Stop staring at me. Stop just staring at me. Out in my tree. Move on. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> just dead people. <laughs> oh my god. So what do you think about how easily they got away from the the, um, the Mexican authorities? Mexican guard, yeah, the Mexican authorities. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I mean, there he he Strand said, "Oh, they must think that you know what's on the on the beach is going to be more dangerous than." Or is going to get us, I guess, before right. anything else. So, yeah, I I thought that was a that was kind of a reach. Yeah, and I think Kim was alluding that earlier that it just seemed like it was a little a little too easy for them to get away. It was way yeah, I would too think easy. the Mexican. Yeah, I think the Mexican authorities would keep pursuing them. Yeah, and I mean, good God, they lost two of their people. Exactly. Unless it was time for a siesta. Oh, good point. And a siesta. That is a real good. Was it like at two in the afternoon when it happened? That's right. Possibly. <laughs> no, but I think the idea that whatever is on land is going to kill them, that seemed pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously things haven't gone well in Mexico as in the U.S. Well, yeah. But everything seemed fine until Celia got involved. Yeah. She seemed to screw everything up. She killed the whole congregation. Right. Which ended up killing Thomas. Right. So well, yeah, who I mean, bit Thomas? Do you know who bit Thomas? Probably the uh, priest. I'm probably the pastor. Yeah, yeah, the pastor when he was hugging him. I have a feeling he's the one who bit him. Okay, but wait. Yeah, his the bite marks matched. <laughs> huge <laughs> mouth. That was a huge mouth. He had the jaws on him. <laughs> I still have a question about the the soldiers. Yes. Please, what are they really protecting Mexico from? If they are going to just let them go and get and allow them to go on shore. What are they protecting the country from? I I don't I agree. I don't know. What, I don't are know. they just there to get the gold? Is that all they care about? Which seems Maybe. like a very stereotypical rendition of Mexican police, you know, taking a Because it was obvious, stuff. it was obvious that the people had had hunted down the walkers and killed mm-hmm. them because that's what Celia was alluding to. Is that they were being treated as monsters, and they were hunting them down. So that implies that there was some kind of organization going on. Yeah. In Mexico, so why would the authorities think that things are so bad on right. land? Because we, like you said, we didn't see any walkers until um, we saw the congregation. Right. Yeah, and there was nothing wrong with them prior to to right. They were fine before that. So obviously, right. they've been hunting down. And killing the walkers. Mm-hmm. And they knew to do that. Um, so, you know, it's, it seems to me it was still better than the United States. Yeah. It was much more oh. civilized. True. But, like you said, why would the Border Patrol kind of deal with it like that? That didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it, and if it was even the Border Patrol. I guess it was Border Patrol. Yeah, I guess it was at, at start, Patrol. At the start, I didn't think it was. He knew mm-hmm. one guy, and all of a sudden two guys are coming well, over. Well, it said something on the boat, like, Police or something like that on the boat. Policia. So. Yeah. Gold exchange. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so they actually get up to the... Uh... What's the exchange rate? <laughs> Two heads for a bar. Yeah, that's right. So they actually get up to that uh, the church, and they're having to kill all the walkers. Can I say everyone learned how to kill um, the infected people really quickly? They were on board, baby. Well, they conveniently <laughs> had a nice... Uh, stash of weapons on the ground right there for them Mm -hmm. to pick up. Well, the parishioners dropped them off when they went eye-bleeding. 
Yeah, they had a whole pile of them. They were getting ready to go kill somebody anyways, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. Our gang has gotten really all of a sudden comfortable with wiping out um, walkers. Especially Alicia. She was jumping in there, stabbing people in mm-hmm. the head like nobody's business. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Ophelia yeah, no was too, right? Yep. Ophelia That's was. True. Travis yeah. was. I think Maddie, Maddie was struggling. I feel you come in and kill someone that Daniel was hesitant, hesitant yes. at. Or... Yeah, because... Oh, oh yeah, the boy. Yeah, we haven't talked about That's that right. yet. That's right. Daniel's vision of the... Uh, when he had the little the, the little altar boy who had gone eye bleeding. Oh, that's um, right. Because yeah, he was he was uh, flashing back to something that happened to his past. Yeah, too. there was a he flashed back to someone holding a kid by the throat, which yeah. was himself holding a kid by yeah, the throat. Yeah, looked like himself. Right? Maybe, or maybe it was him being held by the throat as a kid. Oh, mm. good twist. That's the other thing I thought about. Yeah, that it might have been. You know, he focused on the face of the kid. That may have been have something to do with his um, his uh, issues and so right. forth. Hmm. Huh. Or it could be some weird arm-shaped neck brace. Ooh, there could be. Or he could be grabbing himself <laughs> at the throat. <laughs> and his arm was just huge. It was. It was. And it was a really interesting <laughs> angle for a camera. Oh, my God. Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, 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 <laughs> Stuart, you're awful. <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Way to go, Stuart. Yeah, sorry about that. Bringing it down. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, no, please continue. <laughs> but let's keep, let's keep talking about Daniel, though. Daniel is... Um, messed up. Yeah, he's messed up, but he, he went from being really... Interesting to being very timid at some scenes in this. Yeah. You know? he, well, yeah, super in control, confident, and to, yeah, just squirreling away. Yeah, that scene with him on the bed when Ophelia tried to get him to come to dinner. Mm. Oh, yeah. What right, do you think right. he was looking tank at? Top on. Wife beater. Uh, I do because even Ophelia kind of looked in the direction that he was looking at yeah. to say, like, what, what's mm-hmm. going on here, Dad? Well, didn't he say something about his mom? Or yeah. Her mom? Yeah. She, he, they were talking about the fact that uh, Cecilia was a great cook. And he said, well, your mom was a great cook. And he mm-hmm. almost pointed over yeah. there like that's where mom is, you know. And right. uh, yeah, that was um, that was interesting. But but to find him kind of loopy like that and then turn around the next thing and he's putting the pieces together about what's going on with Cecilia's camp mm-hmm. in the cage of walkers. Um, was kind of odd. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he was, he seemed pretty coherent during that whole conversation with Ophelia, too. I mean, he was having an actual conversation with her, but he was just... I thought he sounded very dreamy. I thought he sounded like he was No, he of... did sound dreamy, but he was coherent. He was holding a conversation yeah. with her. He just, he just looked like he was lost in space somewhere. Like his mm-hmm. attention was somewhere else, but he could still see that she was there and, you know, interact. But then it kind of got yeah. it, it. He kind of started doing that when he was with Celia at the prayer tree too. When he was watching her pray, and he got that kind of faraway, dreamy look to him. I don't know what the hell was yep. going on with that guy. Well, it's kind of yeah. It was kind of <laughs> like he was slipping in and out of focus. Yeah. Um, but he was definitely on point for most of the episode. Yeah. Because he was he was digging around. Um, I did like the uh, 
interaction between him and the, uh, I guess she was a nun or nurse or something when they were taking their weapons away. Oh, I think she was mm, just a maid. Right? Well, whatever. I just thought that would the, the interaction between those two was great <laughs> when, when she said, uh, okay, you can keep your gun. And then he started walking forward and she went, outside. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. That was one of the times I was like, what did she just say? <laughs> because she was wearing a white outfit. And it was white words. What are they thinking? Stuart, send the producers ideas for great fonts that we can actually read. Yeah, please. Right. I was like, come on, Kim, translate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they should use the font from our Fear Me logo. Like, shit, I didn't know we were watching Telemundo. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. You're so harsh. But uh, but definitely Daniel, Daniel in the end, though, was um, definitely the one confronting Celia about what the fuck was going on in in Celia land. Yes. Well. Like you said, it was kind of they both kind of have that you know the background of um, whether it be the Catholicism, which I'm not trying to say Catholicism is totally supernatural, but it delves <laughs> in uh, <laughs> you know that similar uh, subjects. Right. Oh, there's I mean, definitely a lot of mythology and and uh, yeah. Well, if you're going to be keeping saints' bones around as right. relics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sorry you're kind of over that line. And when you're when you're familiar with things like the owl totem and so forth, mm-hmm. you're you're definitely in tune with the spirituality side of things. Yeah, which is where Celia is coming at odds with the pastor and his congregation mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, right, and but she's more comfortable with that Day of the Dead kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean the the the, the pastor or the priest. He was actually a priest. I'm sorry. I keep, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep saying pastor. Actually, you know, came to the realization, remember, because his whole argument was like, why would God do this to us? I I can't see God doing this. And then he realized, Mm -hmm. you know, he looked inside himself and said, God did not do this. Mm -hmm. Evil did this. And you know what? That was a great line because I was thinking, you know what? God didn't do this. We did this, Mm -hmm. you know? It's the humans that did, at least uh, from the theory. Is right. that, you know, we created some disease uh-huh. that's actually spreading through and killing all the people off, which I was, when he said that, I was like, ah, that's uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I think the bottom line is both Daniel and Celia are both wackadoodles. They're yeah. made for each other. Oh, yeah. And, they need to get into like a crazy off. And Chris. And Chris. We had a lot of wackadoodles in the whole show. Do we uh, want to take a minute for a break? So let's go to a break, and when we come back, we'll talk maybe a little bit further about Chris and some other aspects of the of the characters that went down at the end of the episode. Oh, we got to do a break already? Yes. All right. Sorry. Okay. I have to go to the potty. <laughs> oh, Scott. What are we going to do with you? All right. Adult depends. Take a break. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so do you still think that Chris is still just like a um, a, a child who doesn't know what's going on in the world? Or do you think there's something darker going on with him? Well, I don't know what the hell's going on with Chris, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I was really I was really confused by his character this time. Just where the hell he was coming from because again, I didn't think I at first I thought he was completely stunned when he wasn't helping Maddie out. Uh maybe Alicia was taking it wrong or something. And then when he got all uh aggressive with Alicia when they right. had that conversation, I was like, "Okay, what the hell is going on?" That was crazy. Yeah. That and was that, really weird. It that was, was really very weird. weird. Well, especially since he starts the conversation with, uh, well, what's wrong? Are you mad at me? Yeah. You're like, yeah. what? I mean, it's like he's almost, he's almost, he not, knows. He's, trying he to, really, he's trying to ignore the fact that there's something weird going on here. Right. He knew that she wasn't happy. Right. And, and he's asking it like, oh, what, what's wrong? Right. It was like the setup of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Well, he kind of, you know, he, and he kind of deflected it, too. He was like, oh, what are you talking about? That's not real. That, that isn't what you saw. Yeah, but then he backs her up against the mm-hmm. wall and was like, I don't want to hurt anybody. Well, she said she wasn't buying it. Well, yeah, he, he said, don't you don't tell anybody. He was freaked out that she he, she was going to He said, you don't know something. what you saw. Right. So don't tell anybody. You're going to be making a mistake. And that's when he started, when she was very defiant, like, uh, you know, she starts walking out of the room and he pins her up against the wall. And that's when she said, well, what, what, do, what do you do if I do? And he said, I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, which was a creepy comeback. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. That's stepped over the away. line. Yeah, that's stepped away. off the land, line. And then, of course, we end the episode with him with a knife in their room with uh, yep. Maddie and, and uh, Alicia. I, I thought it was curious why he called out Alicia's name when he came in there. Could have been just to see if anybody was awake or... or... That's what I figured. Did you? Yeah. I yeah. just wonder if there's something else. Okay, so I saw an article by the showrunner, Dave Erickson. Um, it, Inter- Entertainment Weekly is doing interviews with him like every week now after every single episode. And they asked him about the whole Chris thing. And he's still saying that Chris is just a disturbed child. Like, he just doesn't know how to handle what's going on in the apocalypse. And that when he went in the bedroom, when Madison and... and Alicia. Alicia, thank you, were sleeping, he was going to talk to her about that stuff again. And that he didn't really mean any harm to her. And that when he did confront her in the living room, that he was just trying to get her to understand that he didn't mean anything by it and that he's purely innocent i'm calling bullshit yeah i am too big time you don't say stuff like i don't want to hurt somebody yeah i would have to say if if that's the truth then the showrunner is screwing up and i i I, (laughs) without a doubt And, and and i'll tell you this too when he got caught with the butcher knife okay Number one, that was a very conveniently said butcher knife. But let's not go there. Um, <laughs> but when he got caught with you the mean butcher knife. in the bedroom? Knife, in the bedroom? Yeah. Yeah, in the bedroom. Okay. You could see he almost was calculating, what can I do with this? Yes. Before they said, get the hell out of here. Yes. Because he was I, looking I at to, him. I have to say, when he got caught with that, he looked like he looked like an innocent kid at that point. Like, to me, like. I don't think he, he did like it he first. Was, he looked like he was just being stupid and picked that thing up. Like he didn't mean to do anything with it. 
Why would you pick it up? Yes, yeah, Dave Erickson oh, said that the reason he picked it up is because he realized that they were using that as protection against him and that he was uh, the reason that they were afraid. And Well, well good look, thing he's explaining that after the show. Uh, I was going to say, you could pick that up out of the show. Do you, do you, uh, uh, you know, the showrunner for this show, do you really think they're going to give you that information out? He's given out stupid information before. Oh, he's given out misinformation. I mean, come on. I don't know about misinformation. He's spoiled him stuff before. I don't like Dave Erickson. I don't know him as a person, but I don't like him as the showrunner. I don't like him as the showrunner. He's not very good. Well, he's done a good job this season. He has. Okay. It's been a wonderfully fast-paced and and, and very provocative episodes. Kim? That's... That could be true, but he did put in... I love Dave Erickson. <laughs> I want to have his children. Put, I do, too. He put that scene in last week that with for the lunch. hoods, you know, with the hooded prisoners that was supposed to <laughs> yeah. not be from the comic book, but yet it is a scene from the comic book. And then this season, we uh-huh. or this episode, we have a repeat of Herschel's farm with a barn full of walkers. So... <laughs> He can't come back. I thought in the in the terms of, of this world that that's called playing homage. No, he can't come back and say, <laughs> see, this is why it's not playing homage to the to the Walking Dead. Because last episode he said that it had nothing to do and it was pure coincidence with that scene out of the right. comic book. And so he can't come back this time and say that he did not know that that happened in the show and that this is pure coincidence. I mean, come on. I, I think I think what we what we're learning from Dave Erickson is that um, he's not going to get you the straight poop. Some no. of the stuff he says may have been slips, and some of the and he's hiding it within falsities. Yeah. Um. So I I, I I wouldn't put a whole lot of credence to what he's saying. I mean, Scott Gimple doesn't give you this kind of info. That's what Scott, I'm saying. He Scott should Gimple keep his would mouth say, shut. Gimple would say something like. Um, well, we don't know what his motivation is yet. Exactly. Yeah. Don't mm. explain the entire episode to us. Let us use our imagination. We're not stupid. Yeah, we are. But, but yes, let us use <laughs> you it <anyway>. are. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. No, I'm, I am. Whatever. Oh, my God. But no, I love he you, doesn't. Kim. I love you too. I love you, Kim. But he doesn't need to give us that much information. He needs to have more respect for his, um, for the viewers. Oh, I think he's screwing with us. Well, he better be screwing hard. <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> it oh, needs to have wow. a good twist. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, are you sure? Uh, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, I got nothing to that. <laughs> you know, let that one lie. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's all I'll say about um, that. Okay. But I do think, I think, uh, I think we, I still don't have a clue what's going on with Chris. I, I like you, Stu, I'm, I'm just kind of like, what the fuck, man? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't see, even if he's, why well, would he's he taking after his dad knife? in that way, I guess. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the both of them. Exactly. But, I mean, I would think if here's a gunshot going off and he's in the room with the ladies, he's going to put the knife down. Well, he took off, that's for sure. Yes. But they had to yell at him twice to get him to take off. It wasn't like he took off as soon as it happened. 
He thought it was about a it. Shock. <laughs> you know what was really funny? I'd like to get away from Chris for a second. Is when that gunshot went off, it was extremely loud. Yes. Oh my god. Who muffles a gunshot with a pillow and it is still that loud? <laughs> Everybody heard it. <laughs> Again. I didn't see I didn't see Celia though. No. I don't know if she heard it. Oh, she heard it. Mm-hmm. We find out next episode that she heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think the um, you know if you want to talk if you want to talk about um, that situation, I mean, I think the that whole final uh, area with Thomas and and Strand was very fascinating, actually, because I mean, I know we speculated last week about whether Strand really loved Thomas or if he was mm-hmm. just using him. I think we learned in this episode he was really loving him. Because yeah. I mean, he looked yeah. he looked frantic when they came into the village and he couldn't find him. Yes. And uh, so and then sad. you could see, yeah, you could see it really crushed him. What a huge character shift, though, for that guy. Yeah. The, you know, who who are introduced with this guy who we think cares nothing about the human race mm-hmm. or anybody else. He's just looking for whoever he can take advantage of. Right. And yet he's like completely in love with this other guy in Mexico. Right. That were just introduced. It's a um, huge uh, shift in dynamic for, for what his character is. I also thought it was very interesting that um, we get the revelation that he knew about Cecilia's dead walkers. Because remember, he mentions at the point he's, when he was talking to uh, Thomas about committing suicide, and he said, "Remember, Cecilia or Celia will watch over us." Oh yeah. So okay. he 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 was aware of the of Celia uh, keeping these people right. alive. Yep, you're right. I didn't even pick up on that. I didn't either. I thought that meant that he w- she would watch them as they were dying. Yeah. So he knew about it. He knew about the the whole compound and what Celia was doing. As did Thomas, of course. And that, that explains why she seemed so excited about it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's yeah. like, ah, I'll have two more friends. Yeah, oh, yeah. Her, for her collection, her yeah. doll collection. Well, she obviously she obviously valued the lives of the walking dead over real lives. Because, yeah. you know, she wiped out the congregation to save, yeah. save the walking dead. Yep. I mean, she said it was the next step. Yeah. To what? I don't know what the hell she was thinking. But your next, the next step in our in our spiritual evolution is eating each other. Yeah, right. It was very. It's odd. That was a reach. That was a reach. Well, and then she also got so upset with Strand when he doesn't follow through Mm -hmm. with his obligation. Well, well, yeah, with his promise, right? Well, we'll find out more about that. But you know, the other thing that I don't think we mentioned was that she was uh, excited when she heard that Luis was not shot in the head. Right. She said oh, he'll she... find his way back to me. Exactly. She was like, "Well, he's not. It's like everything's not lost." Right. Which which reminds me of Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking mm-hmm. about that kid Gage. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Which Coming is the creepiest the movie ever. Yes, creepiest book ever. Yes, it is. Um. Yeah, it, it's definitely, um, yeah, I think that scene is when, when she stated that, you know, about he'll find his way back, that uh, that let the cat out of the bag. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, as to her intentions. I mean, I know correct. at that point. Yeah, I knew at that point that she was keeping walkers. You did? She, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew she was gone Herschel on that because she considered them still alive. <laughs> She's gone Herschel. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I didn't pick up on that until they actually showed it to us. Mm. Or saw we saw the boy putting the poor dog down the chute. Okay, I got to ask you this. I got to ask you this. <laughs> yeah, that was Why in up. the hell... Were those walkers so quiet until Daniel stepped into the room? Because, I mean, the walkers are all there with the kid, and they're not making any noise. Oh, that's yeah. true. And, and, and then Daniel like walks in, and all of a sudden it's Oh, I know. <laughs> they're clearing their throats. <laughs> they were stealth they're walkers. They're on dog. <laughs> they were stealth walkers. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't get acted up about a little morsel like a boy. They yeah, they, a man. Had, they had a, uh, a yellow lab to chew on. <laughs> uh, you know, it really had to smell good in that cage. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I was not seeing that coming, that's for sure. And that's probably why, Scott, like you said, is he was just talking to the kid right there. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, there's like walkers right there. I, I knew like, there was walkers there. That's why it made me think of, wow, they're really quiet. Yeah. Daniel didn't seem so surprised ones. either. No. <laughs> they should have had like party hats on or something. Surprise! Yeah. He went. He went down there because uh, you know he he was here. He heard what uh, Celia was saying, and then he saw the kid parachute that dog down the shaft. <laughs> he was like, "What the hell was that? Was that the same kid?" Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the okay. kid who was talking to his mom about juggling. Yeah. All right. I think he said he had it up to 32 dolls now. I was very 48 impressed. or something like that. Yes. yes, yes. What? That's yes. crazy. Yes. Yes. <sighs> yes. I, 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 no. Now we're talking crazy town. I know. But the fact that Celia, you know, after after Daniel comes back and confronts her about the the shed full of walkers, um, when she, she pretty much alludes to the fact that she's not afraid of the dead, who is that makes her like the most scariest person on the show right now because she could care less about anything. Um, well, she considers the dead just as alive as the people. Right, and just as important. Right. If not more mm-hmm. as the people. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm really excited to see what she does next week. And right. and and also like why do why does the household staff follow her? Is it because I mean I guess she's kind of like a maternal figure to everybody that's on the compound. Well, I think they believe what she's saying. I think they believe that those and and they're they're the 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 dead that she's got locked up and so forth are their relatives. True, and she's taking right. care of them. Right. You know they all like she said they're all people that used to work on the on the ranch or and. Uh, their families and so forth so they all know the people down there yeah so i think they're i think they're on board with her theory that they're still alive they want to they want to think that they're still alive so that's why they're in this encampment uh-huh. or they're completely scared shitless ever as i am starting to be <laughs> yes yes yeah she's uh she's gonna be a formidable character i think yeah, you know what? Coming out of the episode, I didn't think that she actually was going to be that big of a character going forward. But uh, thinking about it a little bit more now, she's set up to be a pretty tough character. But the the trend 
the trend this season, though, has been going through those what we assume are going to be big characters pretty fast. Yeah. I know. They've gone through a lot. She may she may be out of the picture the next episode. Right. Well, I would assume she would be because, I mean, they better kill her. Unless that's part of the cliffhanger that's going to end the mid-season well, I don't know. I mean, she could could she be part of the group going forward? I don't no. think she's too evil. I think yeah. she's too evil, yeah. She's too wacky doodle. Yeah, they won't let her in there. Right. Yeah. No way. They, even though Nick really sounds like he wants to believe what she's saying. Right. But, you know, it leads me to think, though, why, you know, Nick really seemed like he, he, he liked the idea of thinking that they're still alive, but... Why would he want to think that if he just cleaved the, this little girl's head? I, hmm. you know, and they've been killing the. No, that's a good point. That's so a good why point. would he think about that. want to think that they're alive? Right, you would think the first thing he would want to think is of some excuse as to why he needed to kill them. Right, yeah, they were dead. Yeah. They were dead know. already. But so, I mean, is that, that I don't know? Is that why he had that flashback to Gloria, and? Since Gloria never died again, he somehow thinks she's still alive. Like her soul I, I, is I still alive. I love the fact that you know. remembered her name was Gloria. Oh, thank you. I'm good yeah. with names. You are. You are. That was very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, or it could be maybe he's trying to justify why he feels so guilty over cleaving the little girl's head. Yeah. That maybe they're alive, and that's why he feels guilty about it. Huh. I don't know. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It, it's going to be an interesting uh, resolution go, to that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask, do Mexican zombies eat refried be- brains? <laughs> oh, goodness. That was really horrible. <laughs> really? Uh, just like the Italians eat brain pizza. Oh. Dun, dun. <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fresh. You cooked it, you idiot. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. God. Yeah, that was that was really <laughs> terrible. Bad stench. I know in the that air. was awful. So, were the, were there any other notes that you guys had about the episode, or any other comments? My refried brains thing was the only last name I had. <laughs> You were waiting one. the entire thing to say that, weren't you? <laughs> no, I just thought of that. I was oh kidding. God. I, I was a little, I was a little disappointed that um, the the name of the episode came down to the altar boys singing that at the start, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, no, what it did, it didn't. I mean, it came down to. Um, I'd have to go back and read the translation of the psalm or read the psalm again, but I think it had something to do with the fact that you're. Um, drawing upon god to give you power to to uh fight evil i thought it had to do with the mm. deer oh it was about the deer but i mean further on <laughs> there's more to it it's not just the first line yeah it was like goats eating salt or something oh, what <laughs> <laughs> no it's the the deer the deer is drawn to to water or something right but when I think of deer, I always think of salt licks. <laughs> mm, I don't know yeah. why. Oh, my. Well, so what do we expect? Brain goes. I just want to ask this. What do we expect next week? I, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I expect that they're going to have some sort of fight going on with uh, Celia and her staff. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, um, I don't know what could come of it. 
I'm hoping maybe Chris gets killed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't either. Uh, but that would be nice. Uh, it's it's the end of the season. I can't believe it's the end of the season. To yeah. Be honest, so. yeah. Well, the well, mid season. We'll yeah. Yeah. Uh, mid. Well, yeah, because we yeah we're off for a couple months for the summer. So yeah, there's a lot that could happen. I still I still think that there's a lot in the final episode that will further establish Madison as the leader of the group, and yeah. that um, Strand is is uh, beholden upon I, I, her. Yeah. I, I think now that Strand is Even in mourning, more. he's going to lean on her a little bit more for guidance mm-hmm. and for support. Yep. And she'll help him and he'll realize that. And then maybe the two of them will hook up. Yeah. And Travis will get booted out of the yeah, picture and he'll get thrown happening. down in the dungeon. I think Travis... You know, it wouldn't surprise me a whole lot if we find out Chris causes Travis to get killed. Oh, that would be good. Because of something he does. That would be really good. Mm-hmm. You know. And then... then Something would happen to Chris. I mean, Chris would be driven away, or, or something would happen to him. They w- he wouldn't be able to stick with the group after that. Well, we see on the mm. premiere, or, I mean, on on the uh, commercial for next week that he disappears. Chris, mm-hmm. run away, oh, really? little boy. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that either. He's, you know, what he could take off and create his own rogue group that comes and fights them. He could be the Merle group. I just don't yeah. see that happening. Chris, Chris doesn't seem like the group builder. No. Tuh. Maybe the town Scott. crier, but... Uh, the jester. You'd be surprised, Scott. No. Nah. I, I, no, I see Chris... I I see Chris dying in that situation <laughs> in some way. <laughs> I don't okay. know. He gets rolled over by a tank or something like that. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> well, I think we're I think we're at the point in the in the show that we are expecting maybe one of the major characters to step out. Well, that's what I was saying. And next week right. would be the perfect opportunity because it's this right. mid-season finale. Cuz we are in essence a year into the show. Yep. Cuz there was six episodes last time, we're up to what is it? Seven so far this this session. Yep. Yeah. So, we're about a year into the show and we've had I, you know, I don't think that in as, as fast paced as this has been going, it certainly makes sense. Yeah. Do you have any, um, I don't know, picks that would be out of the ordinary that you think might happen? Chris is an easy one. Travis is an easy one. Yeah. I think they're too obvious. I mean, yeah, they're, they're uh, obvious. Um, I don't think I mean, they're if, too if obvious. Travis, to if, yeah, if Travis got killed off, I think that'd be actually pretty tragic, though mm-hmm. I think analyzing his character has not really got a lot behind him do you think there's anybody else that could could get knocked off you know, like could they knock off alicia i don't think they could but no um no i don't think daniel? Alicia. daniel could go um yeah, that would be a big yeah. i still think there's more to daniel i think there's more we're gonna see about daniel i don't see a whole lot of backstory to travis uh-uh. i think travis's story's been told i saw a lot more to like Luis. Mm-hmm. I yeah, you know? right. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, like Dan, Dan, if they knock Daniel off, I think that would be a pretty big one. I oh, it would, be. would come out as is something more. Yeah, and I think it would be. I, I think again, Har- harpens back to what I was saying about Madison's position. Um, yeah, Madison would have a whole new mo- uh, realm of motivation, and she may even feel inc- incredibly guilty because she didn't give to Travis what he wanted. God, what if they knock Madison off? Not gonna that happen. happen. That's not. Gonna I happen. know it's not gonna happen, but what if they did? 
Well, then the show would really lose direction. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it would shake it all up. Yeah, I would really have a tough time figuring out who would grasp the ring on that one. Maybe Daniel. I don't know, but Daniel's got too many voices. So Daniel is a team, though, in his own head. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. I think that Alicia is going to step up more. I think she already is. And I think Ophelia might, too. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I, you know what, though? I think that's very telling, though, that you guys are like that up on, or not up on, that, that you think that Madison is that important a character mm-hmm. now. Because a few episode, episodes ago, I don't think that uh, you had that feeling. Right. I mean, we're, we were all feeling kind of like, like Nick and Strand were kind of leading the whole group. Right. And Madison and Travis were kind of in limbo. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're so, right. I think the last episode, Madison's really stepped up in the uh, in the um, um, authority department, right? Even to the point of putting Strand in his place. Yep. And I think that's made all the difference. Um, and Strand's acknowledged that. I mean, you know, what did he what did he say um, when she? Oh, when Thomas said to you know she knocked on the door and Thomas said to him. Do we like her uh-huh. like that? And he said, mm, she's formidable. Right. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah. He's got a lot of respect for her. She's a bit yeah. fierce. That's what he said. Yes. 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 And, uh, and and she, he's got a lot of respect for her. Almost like a, he was almost like humorously saying that. Of course. And man, let me tell you, uh, other than James Earl Jones, where have you heard such a good voice as Strands? Oh, I know. Oh, my God. His voice is incredible. He could rock your world. I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> he could certainly announce a baseball game just perfectly. Yes. I, you know, before this episode, though, I didn't think uh, the Thomas character was going to be quite as gentle as he was. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought he was going to have more confrontations with people in this episode, not just die. Well, I tell you, you know, that's a good point, Stu. You know what? I, I even wrote down... Um, Oh, yeah. I One of the disappointments I had with, with Thomas dying is that um, I, I I wanted to see him as in his Lord of the Manor mode. Same here. You know? Instead, yeah. I, we got to see him as a as a dying king. Yep. Right. And, you know, I kind of just wanted to see him loftily moving about his, his, uh, his compound. Commanding. I, mm-hmm. I really wanted to see him butt heads with Celia more mm-hmm. yeah. about the or whole thought... Walker thing and keeping the Walkers on the compound right. and that sort of and thing. And I think he was to an extent, but we didn't get to see a lot, enough of it. I know. Well, and now, yeah, I thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to be uh, button heads with Maddie coming into this thing. Heck yeah. But, I wanted to see um, that too. Anyways, that was one of our predictions from last week that didn't come to fruition. That's all right. No. But we we certainly did not, you know. I think we were thinking that they were going to get to a comfortably uh, moving compound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, protecting itself, and we yeah. we got to a compound that was quite on the. But uh, that's all, folks. Well, yeah, and I've have seen that question kind of bounced around uh, with Twitter as people were asking, like, "But so are they going to get comfortable here?" And I don't no, see that happening no, no, at all. No. I see they're back on the boat, on. baby. Yeah, they're, yep. they're moving on quick, <laughs> yeah, especially with Celia. Yes, yes, they're, gonna... they're 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 boat people again. Yep. All right. Well, we do have some listener feedback. 
Yeah, we had um, uh, OTH Madagascar uh, wrote us back again and said, Daniel's craziness is somehow related to Luis and his mother? I knew it. Well, part of it at least. I thought he wanted to mess with Daniel and the group in the long term to get rid of them. Hmm. So I guess what uh, Madagascar is saying is that Luis was intentionally creating this craziness with Daniel. You know, Daniel hearing voices and that sort of thing. I, I want to, uh, Madagascar to explain that a little bit further. I'm you intrigued. So? I'm intrigued. I want to. I want to know what he's what exactly he means by that. Well, maybe uh, there's maybe there's a little witchcraft behind it all. Maybe. But I don't think that Luis had anything to do with what's going on with Daniel, because Daniel was was experiencing these things before Luis ever came into the picture. There's definitely seems to be a, kind of a connection between culturally between uh, Daniel and Celia, and possibly Luis as well. Obviously, Daniel saw the owl and flicked the coin over. Right. So uh, you know, there's some cultural aspect to what's going on with the characters um, in, you know, from the Latin side yeah. of it yeah. uh, that, that we may not know. Um, Obviously, Daniel thought it was bullshit. That's why he threw the coin right. overboard. Yeah, he was not happy about it, that's right. for sure. Well, let us know if you have, if you can expand on that a little bit. But I don't think there's a connection. Yeah. I'm going to contact Madagascar again and see if we can get some a little bit more explanation on okay. this. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it is intriguing what he's saying. I, I would like to get And a tell us if you're definition. male or female. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, we say he, but it could be he or she. Right. Especially when it's hashtag like a girl. I have a feeling it's probably not a he. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been pertinent information she, a little bit earlier. Obviously, Madagascar is pretty, she is pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Maybe she's a uh, soccer okay. player. Well, what? like a girl. We have another one. Kara Craig wrote in through Facebook and she said, Hello, my favorite fear trio. I'm listening to your captive podcast right now. I wanted to send in a quick feedback. I really don't think Connor is dead. Hmm. They were deliberate in showing he was bit on the outs of his forearm and Alicia's boy toy Jack was watching from above. So I think the next time we see Connor, mm. Jack, and Alex, we will see a very pissed off trio led by Connor with an amputation of his left arm. Now that's an interesting idea. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't consider that. I know, I hadn't either. And then she went on to say, I'm warming up to Chris a little. His character is becoming more interesting and complex, as annoying as teen angst can be. He isn't the worst teen on television right now. Paige on the American title on the Americans takes that title, in my opinion. I do think <laughs> I don't know who that is, but that's I know awesome. I don't watch that show either, but I've heard it's pretty good. Um, but she said, I think it's interesting what they are doing with the Chris character. So, um, yeah, I do think yeah. Chris is still He's just a lost teenager who has no idea what side is up since he lost his mom and his dad is not supporting him the way he needs him to support him. Um, but I do think he's gone a little wacky. Now, was that, was this comment before this last episode? Yes. Yeah, this was when yeah, so last week yeah, when our captive, captive ap- episode came out. Yeah, I still, so there's even more development with Chris. Yeah, I still don't, one, so. don't know what Chris's motivation for all this stuff is, to tell you the truth. Well, and that's where it kind of completely threw me for a loop when 
he, you know, he, when he confronted Alicia and said, I don't want to hurt anyone. Like, right. Whoa, that, that was the, that was, <laughs> right. That you know, was the oh, response you know that steps over the line. Yeah. You know what else was weird is when he was saying that and he was facing Alicia and you're in the back of his head. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. His jaw's not moving. That's right. Like during that scene, his mouth was not moving. So he really was like wasn't a, saying it. Was that bad? Bad editing? Is yeah, it was a very bad edit. It was a terrible edit. <laughs> <laughs> Kim and I were like, "What? Wait, he's not actually talking right." <laughs> and she was responding back. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. So, what do you think about the idea of Connor having an amputation and coming back? Well, it's it's possible. It's certainly possible. Who would have amputated? I guess Jack is what she's saying. But he, Jack, was like way. Way up on top. Yeah, Jack would have to Spider-Man down, pretty much. Yeah, because the other guy got his neck ripped out. Mm Mm-hmm. And we don't think... Well, we thought Alex was on the Abigail, but obviously that's not the case either. No, no. But Alex is in pursuit. Yeah, so maybe next episode? Probably not even next episode. I bet we don't see them again until next half of the season. I still don't think we see them. I think we see Alex. Yeah. By herself. Yeah. Now we may see, um, oh, what's his name? Who's Connor? The boy toy? Yeah. Jack. Tobias. Jack. Jack. We may see Jack at a later it's date. Tobias. Tobias. <laughs> uh, I think we may see Jack at a later date, but I, I don't think we see Jack and Alex together. I think Alex split when she was talking to Travis. Yeah, I do too. She was, she was talking about, hey, I'm getting out of here. Uh-huh. Huh. Interesting. Well, I cannot wait to see. So, thank you to all of you for writing in. So, keep writing in. And if you do, we will read your comics comments on air. So, so Kim, do we have any news? Yes, we do. The biggest one is that Preacher starts next Sunday. Yeah. There's going to be oh, a 90-minute yeah, no, premiere right after... Um, the season mid-season finale for Fear, so I cannot so, wait because that looks so. No really Talking good. Dead. No, there will be a Talking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be after. It'll be seriously late night. Preacher, right? Dead. And so this is weird too because Preacher is now getting its own talking yeah. preacher. I guess is what they're going to call it, talking preacher, and they are going <laughs> to re-air the premiere of Preacher. On May 29th, so the week Which after is. the premiere. Okay. And then that's when Talking Preacher will premiere. Does that make okay. sense? No. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so, so it, it'll actually happen after the, Fear of the Walking Dead, but then they're going to re-air it the next week so that Chris Hardwick can talk about it? Correct. Yes. Okay. Correct, yes. Yes, yes. That, that makes little sense. But that's okay. I don't <laughs> it's care. It's a little odd. Okay. Um, and, and then Talking Preacher won't air every Sunday. It'll only air for the premiere and for the finale, which will be July 31st, mm-hmm. which is also our anniversary, incidentally. <laughs> How about that? Yes. Stu, yes. did you remember that? No, I got to write that down. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 hey, every preview I see of Preacher makes me want to watch that even more. I know. The it show looks, looks funny. It looks crazy. Uh, scary. Oh yeah. Well, the funny part was the part that actually shocked me. I was like, "Wait, this is what?" Because before, like everything was had a little bit um, 
yeah, a little bit more horror kind of mm-hmm. feel to it. Well, I love that 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 preview they're showing right now with the guy talking on the toilet, and he's trying to give like a sit rep as to what's going on, and he's he's like, uh, "Well, we ran into a minor problem, but it was very oh, successful." Yeah. And the other right. guy's like, "No, it was major." Like, well, we ran into a major minor problem, but it's all. And he's like, "No, no, no, that's just a major." <laughs> I thought it looked great. And then the guy, of course, ends up with saying, oh, I kind of messed the middle part up. <laughs> it's like our recordings. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, I think it, it looks like that show's got a great sense of humor and um, and is definitely going to be wicked. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, I can't wait. We we may have to do a, uh, a cast on it sometime. Okay, I'd be cool with that. I'm up for it. Okay. Like one for every episode or just like an overall? That's what we'll have to figure out. All right. Well. I think I, I do think we need to give Stuart a little bit of a break after our mid-season finale. Thank God. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll go a couple episodes into uh, into priest before we, Preacher before we actually uh, do our show. Okay. Maybe. Sounds good. The other thing is I was poking around on the AMC website today. And I was on the the Fear the Walking Dead page just looking around and came across this segment. It's like an extra type thing called Radio Waves. Have you guys seen this or heard about it? Mm -mm. No. I couldn't even actually find it on their page. It was really weird. I had to actually search on Google for each of these episodes. But they're individual episodes of people talking on a radio like they're on the boat. And they're talking back and forth. and You mean from the show? No, no, no. This is like a whole new thing, like a webisode type thing. R- right, right. But I mean, but it's applying to the fear me. Yeah. Yeah. Or fear of the walking dead. Fear of the dead. walking dead, yeah. Yeah. Not everything applies to us, Scott. It's, no, no, I know that. Uh, but I mean, it's it's produced by those folks and all? Yeah. But there's, there's no really? visual. There's no images. All you see yeah. is the voice lines, like radio lines, you know? going across mm-hmm, the screen right. and then you hear their their communication to each other where, where did you find this i came across it when i was googling <laughs> fear the walking dead and then i went on the amc website and i couldn't actually find like a section for it so i had to google oh. it again and then i came up with all these different episodes there's like five different episodes so you so you probably get it through the amc website then you're supposed to be able to but i can't figure out how huh. But but oh, anyways, you've been doing a lot of googling, have you? I've, I've been googling a lot. Get your Google on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I thought I saw them advertise that on the AMC website. Did you? But hmm. well, I, I yeah, I saw a tagline for something. Well, but, I would definitely like to check it out because I I loved uh, Flight Four Sixty Two. I thought it was a great um, yeah. installment to the show, and I would love to, for them to continue doing something like that. Well, one of the episodes is between a guy named Jack and a guy uh-huh. named Frank Swantek. And I won't tell you what they talk about if you're going to look them up. Good. And then the other episodes focus on a woman named Rachel and a man named Devin. And it appears to be some sort of relationship between the two of them. But at least there's been at least three episodes released, maybe four. No, three. There's been three episodes released from those just that focus on those two people. And um, hmm. it sounds like it's going to be continuous. But I couldn't find any information about like how many they're supposed to be or how often they're releasing them or right. anything. 
did it did it seem like though it was um it it was had any uh implication on the show itself no 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 i don't think it has anything to do completely with, yeah. separate just something extra so it's not our art it's not our jack it but could it still be gives you some background it could be our about jack. what's happening out there right it could be our jack and yes there it is giving a lot of background about what's going on hmm. so i'll have to check that out that sounds cool yeah. i didn't didn't know it's about called that. radio nice nice it's grab. Called radio waves is that all our news for tonight, Kim? Yes, it is. All right. Well, next week on Fear of the Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 7 is Shiva. Uh, the family faces its biggest test yet. Nick, Madison, Travis, and the others uh, try to stay close to each other. I don't know what else to say about that. So I'm just going to go out <laughs> on a limb and say that there's like a tiger involved in this episode or what? Oh. This is another homage to The Walking Dead, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. <laughs> a tiger. Okay. Um, There's. All right. Okay. I'm speechless. You guys don't read the comics. No. But there is a man named Ezekiel in the comics mm-hmm. who has a pet tiger named Shiva. Oh, seriously? Seriously. So wait, uh, he's totally pulling from the comics then, right? And well, if that's the case, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what Shiva applies to. We don't, but that's just a little what did, coincidental. What is, I can't remember. What does <laughs> Shiva? What does Shiva mean in Indian culture? Mm. She's a goddess, isn't she? Yeah, but I don't remember which goddess of death. I don't know. Okay, start clicking, Kim. I am. I'm on it, babes. Click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah i think shiva is the goddess of death i i, I could be totally wrong but um that, maybe they're describing uh cilia oh maybe shiva is regarded as limitless transcendent unchanging and formless yeah i thought yeah i thought shiva was uh shiva was like many armed many heads I know Shiva like was the trophy on, on the show The League about fantasy football. But that really has nothing to do with it. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that show. Is that good? Yeah, oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it is so freaking funny, man. What I show? Heard it, I heard it was funny. Uh, the the League. League. You got to watch it. Kim, you'd even enjoy it. It doesn't have, you know, it's fantasy football, but it is oh. a riot. It is an absolute good riot. Good Lord, help us. Uh, okay, so, um, yeah, that's all it says. Okay. Hmm. Well, the Transformer. Ooh. But yeah, so I'm I'm just, I'm just going to say that that's some sort of homage to The Walking Dead too. It's, it's so a mid-season finale though. So yes. it was like a, but I mean 2 months off. Yeah. Just call it the finale. Start a new season. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, they can't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's all part of the same season. Yeah. They all filmed it at the same time. Exactly. They just they just string us along for an extra two or three months. Right. Yeah. And then while Kim recovers from her sniffles. Uh, sorry. Exactly. And in the meantime, people exactly. are still trying to figure out who Negan killed. Right. Well, right. but but it also gives us a chance to really enjoy Preacher. Yeah. That's true. But you know, I hope Negan kills Chris. Did you hear that Stephen Yun? <laughs> that would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, 
He reaches out of one show and hits yeah, the and other show. Yeah, like, and he just like leans over to the camera and is like, didn't see that coming. <laughs> Fucking kid. <laughs> did you, what were you going to say, Did you Kim? hear that Steven Yeun is filming a new Netflix movie that starts hmm. started production at the end of April? So he's got free time? Is that what you're trying to say? That's what I'm alluding to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So does Norman Reedus. Yeah. He does. <laughs> With his, his show new starts show. in June, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, the motorcycle show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I know. Uh. Yeah. Lots of celebrity sightings going on right now, too. There was recently a car accident. I know this has been all over the news already, so everybody knows about it already. But um, there was recently a car accident in Sonoy, and Norman Reedus and Steven Yun. Hey, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Steven Yun, he was there. Anyways, he stopped to help mm-hmm. make sure everybody was okay. But that means Steven Yun's on set. Does that mean that they're heroes now? Oh, yeah, yes, probably. yes, yes, yes. I hate the use of heroes for this. Well, actually, I think the only people left in Sonoy are Walking Dead cast members now, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Ran ran everybody else out. (laughs) (laughs) Is the cafe still there? Of course. There you go. Yes. That'll be there for a while. Mm -hmm. Okay, are you guys ready to wrap it up? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to our Fear Me podcast. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, iTunes. You can find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on the episode, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to review Episode 7 of Fear the Walking Dead. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, looking forward to the finale. Definitely. Looking forward to talking to you guys. See ya. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.